Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is the Anfield Wrap in association with Reds Bet. Neil Atkinson, Adam Melia and Mel Reddy about to talk about the Reds against Palace. Reds Bet, if you don't work with them, we're working with them for 2018. Uh, going right the way through with them in partnership with them. Half of their profits, uh, i.e. losses from the consumer, uh, go into football, fan-related causes, charities and so on and so forth. If you don't gamble, don't worry about it at all. If you do consider doing so with Reds Bet moving forward. Um, Liverpool went to Crystal Palace, Adam Melia. And the scope of the win is at once hugely significant and second, and at the same time needs to not be hugely significant because if Liverpool are going to achieve their ambitions this season, it is looking likelier and unlikelier. They're up against a side who last year only dropped points in six games. Uh, being optimistic, maybe they'll drop points in nine. Uh, it's not going to get any better than that for the Reds, so therefore Crystal Palace away has got to feel run of the mill. It didn't last night. No, it didn't. And this is what we were saying before the match, isn't it? That we basically have to keep cool whilst winning every game, which is quite difficult um, because, you know, when, when with with winning every game comes comes the excitement that we already had from having had such a good summer, such a good last season. There's, there's, there's a momentum, there's an irresistible momentum there. Um, which does at the same time have to be tempered by the fact that there is there, there is another side with irresistible momentum as well um who who are you know i i i said all last season that i thought that if we'd if, if we'd got Keiter and, and van dyke over the line we would have we would have put them under some pressure so that, that that's that's what's coming to pass now and i think that it, you know it might sound off but the city might have had a little wobble if we if we'd been a bit closer to them in march so it's just, it's just a funny one, isn't it? It's sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited, and I've been excited since before the season started, and and it's, it's almost, it, it, there's a strange thing of trying to keep calm, but also, you know, you're kind of wishing time away. You can't wait for the next game, and you know, trying to enjoy it. There's, there's, there's so many different things going on. I, what's, what's mad, Mel? And I think it, it, this is, and I, you know, I think possibly there's, there was the second half of the 13-14 season, but even for instance, 0809, a season that we talk about, like. It was so emotionally exhausting that I wasn't desperate to watch them play again. Whereas right now, you know, the final whistle goes, I wake up this morning, I wish they were playing today. I wish they were playing again. Mm. I want them to be playing all the time. Why have we got to wait till Saturday? That just seems unacceptable. Why did we have to wait till Monday? That was ridiculous. You, just, you know, it, it is, you're remarkably excited. You just want to watch them again. Absolutely. And I think enjoying it and being excited by it is is a wonderful thing. I think it's very important for the players to feel that way as well. They should absolutely soak up both the victories that they've had so far without losing the fact that this is serious. You know, we want to enjoy ourselves, but we want to keep going. Uh, this is who we are now. It doesn't matter if we're not explosive in attack, if we're not 100% all over the pitch, we still win. Uh, and that, for me, has been the interesting thing about the first two games that Liverpool have won, have not conceded a goal, and yet I don't think Liverpool are anywhere, anywhere close to their full cap- capabilities yet. Uh, and the fact that we are able to operate, you know, we saw against West Ham that they were able to to blitz them without I didn't think, you know, Mo Salah and, and Roberto Firmino again there having their best game. And against Palace, a game that you had to endure rather than enjoy. Everyone knows what it's like going to Salhurst Park, that, that feeling like the game's always on the edge. And I thought Liverpool defended it so intelligently. It was never bodies all over the line, all over the place. It was just thinking through a game. Um, and... Again, you know, I didn't. I, I thought, bar Van Dyke, Allison, and um, Joe Gomez, that Navigata, especially in the first half, that Liverpool weren't, you know, all seven or eights out of ten across the pitch, and and that's so positive that it can happen. Mel used the phrase there, game always on the edge at Selhurst Park, and that's a really good way to describe it, Adam. I was and- thinking about how it's sort of the. 
third gear against West Ham, but in a cruising sort of way. If we were third gear last night, it was like Colin McRae in a in a forest somewhere. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's like you're on the edge of tumbling off, but you know it's there's there's you can't relax. And that, that's that's why I think the specific performances that Mel mentioned there the wind built through the middle of the park and from the back. Those specific performances, I think they did show a calm, they showed an air. I couldn't believe how how calm that sort of triangle was at the back between the goalkeeper and the two and the two central defenders. That everywhere else that, that football match felt like it was it was hanging by a thread. For both sides. Both sides are playing at this ragged edge football at times. And yet right in the core, right at the heart of the the, the defence, the three of them. And I, I, it's very important, I think, to include Gomez because I think he's mm. been a bit overlooked. Mm. The three of them were were tremendous and never looked never looked hurried, never looked flustered. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. You know, if I think about the um the the, the, the other the, the other positions and the team, there's 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 things you can say, you know, that I think Klopp meant, mentions the fullback slightly critically. Um, I wouldn't have necessarily picked that that same midfield, and I think aside from Mane, the two forwards, you're not you, there's there's kind of question marks over their performances. But those three, absolutely un- unbelievable. I, I thought um, Gomez is is all action, and it, it shouldn't be forgotten that that he's only just started playing centre half. I know we've always known that's his position, but it, he's 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 slotted in so well next to Van Dijk, who did you know I think you know most most places have given Van Dijk man of the match, and I think I would as well. Uh, the, the, the Gomez can't can't be overlooked, and I think Van Dyke being next to him has made that has made that seem very natural. And Allison behind him as well, yeah. The the, the three of them do look like look like uh, something you can really you can really build on going forward. And I think you know I, I think I think Lovren's got a got a bit of a bit of an issue coming getting back in. I, I think when you're you know the other teams in the league and not just the the top six when you're you know, the clubs below and, and you looking for chinks in the armour. You watch the West Ham game and you watch the Crystal Palace game and you look at Liverpool and you're thinking, get at Gomez, get at the new keeper, let's see how good he really is because he's flamboyant and all that. But actually, if you put him under any bit of pressure, what's he going to do? And there'll be a lot of frustration through the league seeing how well Gomez has dealt with these two games. And, you know, we spoke about it last week. Anutovic is is an absolute handful. He is a nuisance and he is for the entire game, regardless of whatever the scoreboard is is telling him. Uh, And obviously, Benteke, Zaha, uh, Van Arnold, Crystal Palace have a lot going on from wide to to coming inside to deal with. And, And he was expert at that. Alison was so composed with with everything, you know. There were times when when he was just controlling the ball and, and looking for the short pass when in that situation you just want to combust because you're thinking it, it feels so close. It feels like something really, really bad can happen at the set, but not for him. He's under it's everything's under control everything's okay i've got this relax we're going to find the pass inter- out. the, the way he out. passes is interesting isn't it the passes to his fullbacks they kind of seem a bit shorter than you expect it's not pinging them right to the line it's kind of bringing bringing them into play and like putting information on the ball as well isn't yeah. it yeah uh, what i like as well about him is he's got variety in what he's doing he's not always looking for the long ball he can do it but he's not always doing it. He's picking the right moments for the right passes. And attacking players, especially, you know, when you go to a place like Selhurst Park where they're thinking we're going to frustrate them and then we're going to look to hit them at every opportunity we possibly can. You you think, well, oh, there, where he's trying to play it out to the fullbacks. We can put pressure on him here, fluster him, make force him into a mistake and, and take advantage. There was none of that. He was so, so cool. And that coolness just exudes. I mean, you know, we spoke about Van Dyke just came in and instantly there was presence, there was authority, there was assertiveness. I think that helps Alison. I think Alison, being the way he is, also then helps Van Dyke and um and Gomez. And and that goes throughout the team. Last season, you always knew our front three gonna get us out of anything. They're just that good. It's very, very important that so early on in the season, psychologically, they know if they're not firing, it's okay. Look at what we have behind them. There's a phrase I like uh, describing 
abilities of footballers, Adam, which is the picture in his head. Mm. I like that, this idea that footballers, that, you know, some players just have the picture of where everything is. And one of the things that struck me last night was was that we've got a goalkeeper who's got the picture in his head. That's quite, you know, that is is unique, I think, or close to unique. That I've never seen it before. I've never, I've not seen it in a Liverpool goalkeeper. I, I, for instance, I think Rainer's distribution was was excellent, but it wasn't as though you you didn't always get the impression if you freeze framed it and you said, right, Pepe, where is everyone? He'd be able to tell you. It's that he he, he knew the thing he wanted to do next. Whereas you feel as though Allison is is selecting between six options, like Henderson when he came on in centre midfield. Yeah. He just simply knows this is where everyone will be right now. So oh, I can just do this, or I can just do this, or I can have a little look at that, but then decide to do this. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know that Cater's going to do that turn, but he but he, it's his ball. That's uh, that, and that's the sort of thing that that that, that I mean. It's that there was. There was enough there to make the lad. Was it? I don't know if it was Zaha uh, or, or Townsend. I think was it? Ta- oh, it's Townsend. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, to make to make Townsend commit, and and, and then he, he, you know, Cater does what he does, and he, he could maybe have done it a little less flamboyantly. But there's still, you know, the, the Allison knew what where, where the pieces were, and that that was and and that was the the, the thing that was going to you know start uh, start start the move off. So yeah, and, and nearly the greatest goal ever scored. I know, I know. God, it's <laughs> such a shame, isn't it? It's such a shame he doesn't put that in. Um, but it's—I mean, I guess that in a way, that's sort of the kind of thing we're talking about when we say about the gears that we've got to go up. These are the goals that are going to be scored. There's going to be the, 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 this is going to going to and, and you know we don't want it all at once. You know we we have got to be a bit patient and you know we can't be wishing our lives away. We can't play every day. We're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to grow up. <laughs> but yeah, and and. Um, as a, a couple of people have said, Alison is is uh, also taking us through a little bit of group therapy. <laughs> so there was there was a moment last night where I I, I couldn't keep it under. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> um, when uh, Zaha was bearing down on Alison in the second half, um, and and it, it, in the end it turned into a, 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 a great sort of pass. I think it was a pass along the byline that turned into a, 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 a pass up the line for um, someone or other. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, I think that, uh, that 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 we are gonna, we're all gonna have to 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 to, to grow with it. And, and and he he can see the picture. You know, when the players know something before we do. Yeah. So the way they're all reacting to him as well. It's not just him, is it? They the no one's you know no, no one looks tense that they like. They've done three training sessions with him and got his boss. Exactly. So so you know the, my my thing with Minnie, like, he's not the worst keeper in the world, but I th- always thought he was unpredictable. I never thought that the players knew what he was going to do, and I felt like sometimes you're overcompensating for his previous mistake in his head too much, um, and so that was always my my thing. Where I think it's not necessarily the things that he's doing; it's what transmits to the team around him, and and how we ne- we were never managed to we never managed to build anything solid because there was always that bit in the back of their minds, the defenders' minds. What, what's this? What's this? What's this fella going to do the next time? Um, the central defenders, Mel, both of them, and working as a partnership. It's noticeable. Palace don't get that many attempts on goal. They get very yeah. few attempts in the penalty area. That the the onslaught that was that was there somewhere in the ether. It never it never materialised, no. and that's yeah. because of their performance. I think, yeah. and I think it's this is you know the goalkeeper doesn't have to make a spectacular save. There were no spectacular saves to make, and I think that that's something that you know I, I think both Gomez and Van Dijk had their best games for Liverpool so far last night. And one of the ways in which I think you can mark that out is by virtue of the fact that it never felt desperate. It no. never felt yeah. edgy. It always felt like they knew where they were. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier about you didn't see these last-ditch tackles or bodies on the line or, you know, just getting in the way of something. It, it, Klopp hates that, doesn't he? Yeah. They, he they, hates last-ditch and, yeah. and cleared off the line. They, they thought through what they were doing and I don't think Crystal Palace actually had a clear-cut they didn't. Chance, There's yeah. a good Andrew Beasley article in the Echo, which are going to be very, very reasonable, very, very urgent, quite quickly. He's doing them after every game. They'd have a single clear cut chance, Palace. Exactly. I couldn't remember as much as you know they steal the ball in midfield, or and you'd feel for a few minutes that just because of the atmosphere there and um, the fact that they were so on it, you think oh, this is going to be you know a tricky few minutes, and then no, they were just at arm's with. length. We yeah. kept them at arm's length. This yeah. is what. I always felt like when we used to go to Old Trafford when when United were really good, we 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 wouldn't even be there wouldn't even be a, like a, anything other than a cross from deep. You know, they wouldn't be in a good position to cross. They would be feel totally at arm's length all the time, and I f- felt like we we kept Crystal Palace at arm's length apart from the 
almost Tony Yaboa goal of the season from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would have been and, I mean, and, and we were talking about that when we nailed that was t- the Tony Yaboa goal was second game of the season away on a Monday night yep yeah, Good job that didn't go in. Hostile, hostile environment. <laughs> uh, it would have been a full year as well if it had got in. It was absolutely outrageous from Townsend. But it shows their quality. And I think the other thing, Mel, is it's interesting that there was a lot of, for instance, I've got a Palace supporter who I chat to, Robbie, and you'll hopefully people will have heard him and seen him. And Robbie, one of the things he was like, oh, we just never really got going. And I was intrigued by that because I felt Palace were really... I didn't think there was a Palace player who I thought was off it. Mm. I thought that they've, they've actually played quite well. It was, though, that, as Adam said, Liverpool could just keep them at arm's length. Yeah, I was very impressed by their performance because you expect that from from Crystal Palace and I actually think Liverpool weren't expecting anything different than Jürgen Klopp. That was the first thing he said, that the approach didn't surprise us. Uh, I do think they they tend to up the ante when it's Liverpool for some reason, especially Liverpool at Selhurst Park. But having watched them um, against Fulham, they weren't anywhere as close as um, aggressive and they didn't have as much clarity in their game. Last night, they knew exactly what they were doing, how they were going to do it, um, who was going to do what, when. Uh, and that you felt that through their play. But, you know, the issue for them is when you do the frustrate and, and you're going to you know, look for fortune or, or hope your quality players. And, and Zaha is one of the best players in the league, as we've said, when you hope that, you know, their quality eventually shines through. But if you're doing the thing at the one end, which is frustrating, but you're not getting the opportunity to do the other thing that you want to do, it, it for them as well, it, it was that thing, oh, our attackers are, are not just... They're just not on it today. They're just not getting anything, even though there was all the effort and the endeavour there, which I think is what we saw at Liverpool as well. You just couldn't ruffle those three who were the foundation of Liverpool's win, Alisson, Van Dijk and um, Gomez. And we, we, I mean, it's. It, I think probably the people who were at the match would have had the benefit of seeing, being able to see this more. But it's the sort of game where on TV you kind of can't see everything that, for example, Wijnaldum does, because that's that's how we we keep them at arm's length. It's not kind of just those those back three in, in the centre. There's a lot of work being done to 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 make sure that that Crystal Palace's pass before the pass is just amounts to a lot of huff mm. and puff. Rather than rather than sort of the, the the decisive things, but you're right, Mel. I I watched them against Fulham as well, and I thought that I wasn't impressed with them to be honest. I thought that if Fulham had a bit more quality or just a bit more nerve, I thought mm-hmm. they I thought they lost their nerve in front of goal that they they would have got something. Yeah. Um, and uh, but but it was completely different last night. I thought they were a completely different side. And actually, now we've got the win. It's the sort of thing where you think a oh, few people will struggle there. Mm. Um, I remember 2014, they beat Chelsea in the running, pretty much not Chelsea out of the title race. And, and it's not just us, although it does feel like that. It feels like that for every team, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if, if teams they, definitely if try harder against us than they do against yeah. City. <laughs> if they replicate that kind of performance, yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot of teams yeah. will, will go there and will want the final Absolutely. whistle, will just wait and be desperate for it because they can make mm. it, when they're like that, they can make it genuinely, genuinely difficult. I, th- I thought the other interesting thing was, even though our offensive play wasn't wasn't anywhere in the level of, of what Liverpool, uh, you know, can, can put out, this, Liverpool still created quite a few clear-cut chances and quite a few opportunities that, you know, you wouldn't even say were clear-cut, but on any other day. Yeah, I think Sacco plays quite well for them. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's, he's a strange player, strange to watch, but the, the, there was a few, and there were sort of last-ditch stops from from their their central defenders. There was one in particular when, it, when we, we, we looked like we were just about to it looked like Salah. A, and yeah, yeah it, looked like a, it looked like what there was a few Robertson crosses which have been, you know, we, we've seen like against West Ham turn into goals. But yeah, I mean, I think they uh, we could do with them having a good season, to be honest. Crystal Palace and a few of those teams. Yeah, we because, we, we because need it, those lads from seventh to thirteenth, for instance, to look to be able to. Because last Man season, City. last season, it wasn't it wasn't like that. And I think it's a question of timing sometimes when you play these teams. You know, we talk about kind of it's better to play Newcastle 
second half of the season than than, than first half um, for, for for whatever reason. But I think there's there's something there where that that basically depends on how well everyone's doing. So so we we do need Crystal Palace to 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 pick up some points and be that kind of top half threat um, to all the teams that that, that we're competing with. Um, I want to talk about Naby Keita, Mel. Um, he makes first half especially there. He makes excellence just look effortless. But that triangle between him, Mane, and Robertson is so dangerous, you know. And they can all do it all, you know. They can all they, they can all go outside you. They can all go inside you. They can pop it off. They can play the dramatic ball. They can run past you. Keita, I think, is is the one who's going to precipitate that the most in terms of his flexibility, where he ends up on the pitch, and what he can then do to any opponent. Yeah, um, I saw some people saying that Liverpool fans were overreacting, that that he's just average. And if that's not jealousy, I don't know what is. Because when you see a footballer who's able to execute that turn and that ball in what it's all it's all happening like that to him. It's 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 coming it's no there's no great strain or oh my goodness, what am I gonna do next or or, or what's the you know what's the next play here? It it just happens for him. It's it's who he is. But when you see him do that, and when you then see that he's made five tackles, the most of any player on the pitch, uh, when you see the fact that he can recover balls, but then his vision, his range of passing is so excellent, he's got the ability to, to carry the ball forward at speed. He, he can take anyone on. He's so good in tight spaces. If you give him a lot of space to operate, he's going to find a ball that's going to punish you. There's so many facets to him, and he is still settling. It's his second game in the league. He's gone to Salas Park, which we've said is a difficult... In in that match as well last night, which is, like we said, one to endure. It's, It's not fun. But for him to be able to do all the things that he did and do them well, and... If you're one of those people that you're going to look at his performance and you're only going to pick out that stray pass, I feel very sorry for you. You should just cancel football. It's it's not for you. Because mistakes happen and mistakes will happen, especially in a game like that, in an environment like that. But I think for a player who's not yet fully acclimatized to everything in terms of his teammates, in terms of what you expect in the league... To already be seeing such positive performances is, That's the, is the, just sensational. It's the line he walks, isn't it? He he will be on the edge on the edge of things, and and he you know he, like we were saying before, in the same way sort of Allison, he, he will draw players in, and that's that that's the the, the the line he walks. I I think he's a superstar. Like he, he does, he's got X factor shining out of him. He's like got f- this footballing charisma. I guess same as same as Van Dyke, and and uh, you know there's there's there's. Uh, it just, just, just to, to to look at him, anything he does, there's no like, like you say, if you're picking holes in in in, in this player, then you're watching the you're watching the wrong sport, or you're just extremely jealous. It's funny actually because um, I think it was Alan Smith, wasn't it, on the co-commentary, kind of like as if he didn't really know what he was watching. And so I think some people are still expecting Kante, weirdly, uh, which is you know, which which you, could, you can say all sorts of things about what how how these people are in such high profile jobs and they don't kind of know what they're looking at because when he's sort of when when he is doing his um you know he's he's, he's starting to take players on and there's that kind of that you can see the the deco Iniesta comparisons coming out. Alan Smith's like, what's he doing? <laughs> but it's funny. It's funny to 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 it, it will be funny for everybody for everybody to learn if they're expecting Kante. What they'll actually get is something something quite different. It's well, it's the way Adam when he. I mean, I, the, the best comparison I liked before we signed him um, when you were looking at the videos was Gascoigne. Gascoigne, yeah. And it is this sort of this ease of, mm. of uh, that the ball's completely under control. His legs are wide open. He's going at this pace. He can see everything. Uh, you know, you get the impression he's got this unbelievable vision where he can see everything. And it's... It, it's just making what should be difficult look so Cause, easy. Because Gascoigne was on that edge as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like on the, as in, it's literally just probably playing the sort of stuff that you would do in central midfield, 10 or 20 yards further up the field, which is amazingly difficult. Yeah. You know, he's, he's playing, he's, he's, he's doing midfieldy things on the edge of their box. He, everything he does is is with bravery. You yeah. know, he's, when he wants to play, a, it's, it's bravery. It's, this is who I am. This is what I do. Uh, I can do this. It's a you know. I've got this. I've got this in my locker. Oh, and this, 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 this as well. It's overflowing this <laughs> locker. But 
wait till he hits that spot where he's completely comfortable at Malwood and, you know... Life in order. Yeah, yeah. Where, okay, yeah, this is where I live now. This is how it is. This is what weekends in the Premier League are like. This is where I travel to. This is what, you know, an away day or... When all those things feel normal and, and he's got you can to feel them happening it. so yeah. I thought last night was one yeah me and Neil talked about Torres at Reading and like there's 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 a few key touchdowns that happen in a in a play in a new player's career so I think the first big away you know like I don't know for the first time we go to, to Stamford Bridge or something get a result somewhere really tough and 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 he gets to feel a part of it you know there's there'll be there'll be a couple of those and then like you know whatever the who knows what it's, what's in the future the first final or the first getting over the the, the, the line I we think, all want to get over but I think it's the point where he realises the extent to which he realises God I'm well better than these exactly yeah. and that's the Torres thing and that isn't comes it? yeah that's their entirety of everything the fact that okay I'm very comfortable you know at the club I'm I'm fully acclimatised now and also wow look at me in this league this league that everyone says is, is the toughest in the world yeah. and the best in the world and look yeah. at how I'm bossing it so that's that's a lot to look forward to actually the the city documentary there was an interesting little thing there you know when you think about new players and and coming to the league um Laporte and they're at Turf Moor and he's just walking through and he's asking one of the staff what's it like here are they loud uh do they cheer often uh can you hear the away fat like he's You know, he's about to go and play again. And these are the questions he's asking. And I think sometimes we we gloss over that or we don't really pay attention to those things. But it's just getting to grips with with all the new stuff. He reminded me last night of when you play six aside and some lad turns up who's, who everyone says he's really good. And he likes he's like marked by two and he's asking for the ball off you. And the first time you pass it to him and it's all all right. And that's what it looked like at times last night. Like, yeah, you can just give it him whenever, to be honest with you. Don't worry about it. He's, he's well better than everybody else. Just give it to him. If he wants it, just give it to him whenever because he's going to be all right. Yeah. Nothing can go wrong now. <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting where he was where he was playing. I, I felt I felt a little bit sorry for Trent in the in the in that first half because I th- felt like when the ball went to Robertson, Keiter and uh, and, and Milner would would be helping him. And, and I know Trent was sort of criticised for crossing it too much, but he didn't really have as many options. Um, but yes, yeah, so you feel I, like the play is going to go that side, yeah, don't you? And yeah. the players themselves are going to be around there. Yeah. So, so I think I think that that we are we we we're, we're trying to we, we the the things that we're doing, the things that that, that Kite is doing, is kind of is is left leaning at the minute. Um, but it'll be interesting to see whether whether that's just the sort of the, the start or whether it continues to be in that, those areas. Um, Mo Salah, who I'm holding a picture up of for people who are watching it on video, uh, <laughs> that is Mo Salah. It's an original Buddy Johnson, this, by the way. Um, so that's it, that Mo Salah um, was poor by his standards, Mel, um, on the night. He got an assist, he won the pen, and he got a lad sent off. Yeah, remarkable. <laughs> what an off night to have. And, and that is, when I was saying earlier that we think that He's nowhere near Mo Salah. Nowhere. Nowhere. And yet he can be so decisive in such a difficult game at such a difficult place. It's oh, it's really, really exciting to think when everything clicks at the same time, how wondrous it's going to be. But yeah, you know, touch a bit heavy. I said on, on Twitter that it was a frustrating night for for him and, and Firmino. For, for different aspects, I, I think Firmino couldn't, quite get into the game whereas Mo was always involved but not how he would expect him or not at the level he would expect himself and you had all these people coming on and be like oh what do you mean frustrating he did this and if if you do not think by Mo Salah standards that he that he will have himself walked off that pitch and not been happy with his personal performance then you are underselling Mo Salah not me uh, it's it's okay to say even when you win, it's okay to be honest and say, you know, he wasn't a nine out of ten, even though he was incredibly decisive. Mm. When you know what he's capable of and when you know that he's not happy that he hasn't scored himself there. He's got two or three very, he's got two or three very good Mo Salah chances exactly, to score. Exactly, exactly. And he'll know that he... But that's good. That means that he's still... Nowhere close to where he should be, and yet, like we said, can still be decisive, can still be the game changer. Um, and he, as we said, when all the, the components are there, <laughs> he's 
it must be a nightmare to defend against. And this is one of the things where, again, a way in which you can be decisive without... Even even if he hadn't have done the other things, what I mean, Adam, is that he skews completely a lot of what Palace are trying to do. Mm. So you get you don't get as much Van Arnold pushing on as we, we did get at times, but you don't get anywhere near as much as a lot of other sides will get because Van Arnold's pace becomes really important as to, you know, he can't, he can't mm. really break halfway particularly... Um, You've got you've got Sacco completely in 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 two minds all the way through the game because he knows that he's going to constantly be coming into that area where he is as well, and you've got the, this idea that he is still he's still the main prong of this attack, and that's the you know the, the fact that that's really unorthodox is is challenging I think for opponents. So even when he does have a bit of an off night, just his very presence is mm. is is skewing what what. Crystal Palace would like to be doing in general. I think he, I think he, he, he semi-regularly has off nights. Uh, it's not as obvious. Uh, it's sort of in a way like Suarez. Suarez used to have the days when he couldn't hit a barn door, but it was always really obvious then. I think probably last night it was that Firmino had an off night as well. And I think that, that both of them sort of together and, and so much about the way we play when we attack well is about Firmino. And I think that's kind of maybe what shows it up because the bits where, where Salah's involved, it is bouncing off him a bit and, and you know, you can... And, and he's he's starting to to get frustrated, but at the same time, there's there's like you say, there's 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 so many there's so much there which is absolutely invaluable to mm. to, to to us winning. Uh, he um he's he's taking up that he's he, he, him being there means that they can't attack, as you say. Um and there's the, his his combination of lightness and strength um is is what gets both key decisions, I guess, for that that he that he gets because he's so quick on his feet and that horrible combination if you're a defender yeah. of someone who's who's hard as nails and really strong but also can be light as a feather and if if, if it's why sometimes I think with Mo and and, and the, the decisions which we did get last night but quite often we don't get is they're definitely definitely a foul it's definitely a foul it's definitely a penalty but in real time it almost doesn't look like it because he's so strong yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. He, and he uses his body and stuff so well and the th- you know as Neil said he had Saka in two minds because you've got to deny him space but at the same time you can't get too tight because yeah. he is so strong he, w- <laughs> he will win that that contest Absolutely. it was like a squirrel um, against a tree yeah Sacco, and like, like, his leg looked like the slowest <laughs> thing in the world he's never been moving that out of the way in time <laughs> I, I don't know how there is debate about the penalty it's it, mad isn't it it's, yeah, I, I, I walked into City Talk this morning not didn't know what time I got in last night <laughs> and all of a sudden I get I get presented oh. with the idea that there's, there's controversy around this I was, I was like what I think it's a problem with the world to be honest you can't yeah. just say things now you, you can't just just say that something isn't that it's there look look, there it is it isn't you can't just start a narrative based on this yeah <laughs> I, I wonder if there's a need a requisite to make everything a controversial every yeah. decision sort of controversial so it's a talking point so it drags on so that so it stirs the debate but honestly and you know Gary Neville who I thought was excellent on Monday Night Football yesterday was both him and it? Oh, it was sensational yeah. watch if you've not watched it go back the Arsenal stuff and was just yeah, incredible the Arsenal yeah. stuff was the highlight but all the way through such intelligent points from from Carragher and Neville, including but a great dig at Allardyce as well, which Everton <laughs> yeah, Twitter's enjoying. That, this yeah, morning. that right, was so. the best. <laughs> Everton Twitter's got flares. I'm fair play to them. Uh, but uh, Gary Neville was saying, "Oh, if you're a coach and if it's given against you, you feel hard done by. But if it's for you, you think, okay, no, mate. He's had three goes at his feet, clumsy, untidy. He's he's getting no joy out of trying to be physical with him. So he is having a bite in the box, yeah. impeding him from taking a shot. Mo Salah wants to stay up and get his shot off. And you can actually see him motioning to take the shot when that last kick yeah. gets him. And this thing of super slowing down a play that then negates... What what your body position is when you're getting kicked, or you know what the speed of the action actually is in real time. I don't know how we're debating that. I mean, the amount of penalties I've seen given that were not certainties that have been na- that have been said are absolute certainty, yeah. and then to be questioning that one and, and it's in bad this, faith i think i think yeah. the coverage is in bad faith yeah, it's not it, it's not the normal way that you cover things yeah and and weather as well 
it's better to flag up these sort of things as controversial for the bigger clubs or the clubs with big support or fan base. So there is that back and forth, like, ah, oh, it definitely yeah, wasn't. Yeah. or and, and and the big personalities as well. I mean, Mo Salah is a superstar in this league. So. And you've got Alan Sugar saying things about him. I'm stumped. I was, honestly, I was, I was amazed this morning, as I say, because I wasn't all over events. Um, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, were, you were creating your own content. I was very much... I mean, I, the thing is, I, this was very much a February win. That I, I, I very much celebrated it like a February win rather than like an August one. Um, what... Palace, I think, did interestingly, Mel, and I think I'm going to talk about it more on the review, and I'm going to talk about it with my little tactics board probably as well, which you know people can have a laugh at. But what I think they I love did, it, by the way, thank you. What I think they did well was they really, and the player, the average positions demonstrated this. They really took those wide midfielders in, and they really crowded the middle of the pitch because they've got two centre mids who aren't great at turning rounds, yeah, but yeah. They're, they're good with the game in front of them. But I think MacArthur actually played well last night, but. I think that squeezed Firmino out of the game. Yeah. I think we couldn't get the ball to Firmino because we couldn't play through the middle of the pitch. So if you think about the players who we talk about who, who had good games, Keita, we'd probably say Mane. I think Alexander-Arnold gets a lot of the ball, as Adam says, but he doesn't have a ton of help at times. But they're all out of this middle of the pitch. It was as though Palace seeded these wide areas to us, including with the wide midfielders. And went, we're going to go 4v4 in there. You've got your midfield three, but they keep vacating. And But the fourth one is Firmino, but we're going to ensure this is how we deal with Firmino. And I wonder if that might be... If a lot of analysts might have had this conversation over the summer or worked this out and gone, the best way to deal with this Liverpool side, because God knows how you do it, but it could well be to try to squeeze Firmino out of games, and this might be something we're going to have to have a think about. Yeah, um, they crowded the middle quite often, and actually that's where they saw the most joy when they crowded it, but we were still trying to persist and go through it. Then they'd steal the ball and recycle quickly. Um, Guardiola actually... Not last season, I think the season before. Um, when he spoke about Liverpool, he said he doesn't know another attacking team in the world who are so good at attacking you inside. They they do have the ability to go outside, which in that season, I think last season we saw a lot, a lot more of it. The variety, the fact that they were not just devoted to going through the middle. We saw a more of it again. I felt at home against West Ham as well. Yeah, but Liverpool do like to hit you from inside. And there were occasions yesterday where, like I said, even though it was so packed and you you could tell you weren't going to get joy out of that situation, it's because they're good at it. It's 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 automatic almost mm. at times. Uh, but yeah, he, he didn't have, or he wasn't allowed to have much influence at all because they did, and that's a compliment to him because they did assess the fact that if we starve him, we sort of blunt quite heavily uh, what the front three are able to do. Um, I, I still think, though, if you look at the first 10, 15 minutes of the game, we have one or two early chances that if we do better with them, you know, I think we talk about a different different yeah. game altogether today. And, and then a, a different sort of Roberto Firmino because there were one or two touches of his which which were <clears throat> typical of Firmino. Um, but yeah, it will be interesting to see. I, I think that it, even if you do that, if you try and squeeze Firmino, Liverpool still, still showed that there's way too much going on it's there. It. And good thing Klopp mentioned the fullbacks because if they are more involved in the offensive build-up play, Liverpool are hurting Crystal Palace a lot more because there's there's just so much going on. You you know, you're trying to stop Amino, you're trying to stop the front three, but you've We got like timing it late, I think. I think we like we like being narrow and then and then the fullbacks arrive late and then it's just too much. The, yeah. the, so that's why we get so many goals from that sort of Milner and I think it might be Milner triggers it Milner and Robertson or, or Keiter and Robertson or just you know just arrive and they're already they've already got their hands full and it's like oh god yeah there's to, that that's that's the bit where and, and I don't think we were able to do that last night I'm interested to think actually I was going to ask you because I was kind of I I, I wasn't sure about I think probably like I said on, on the TV you couldn't see everything that Wayne Alden was doing I didn't think Milner had his, his best game but I thought he was kind of they were bit, they were busy firefighting those two which allowed Kaita to play but I would have picked Anderson and I sort of said that kind of consistently throughout and I wonder whether 
they just maybe Firmino maybe just needed a bit more help from midfield in an attacking sense. And I think that sometimes we were just chewing it a bit where I would have, especially in the first half, you could just imagine a Henderson, just a, just a ping ball, uh, which wasn't, wasn't happening for me from, from, from any of those three, really. Uh, I just wondered what, what you, what you thought about that. Well, I thought, I, I mean, in general, come on to talk about the Henderson sub, but I did think first half at times it could have gone faster. And I think that we were, I think we were trying to sort of, I think what they did with those midfielders, I think, it, I'm not going to say quarters by surprise, but I think there was a lot of us sort of just seeing if where are the, where are the cracks. I thought there was a lot of, in the first half, there was a lot of where are the cracks. And I think we were not slow to solve that, but I think that we were just sort of, there was a lot of moving them left to right and then moving them back and then moving them left to right and then moving them back when we had the ball. And I, I do wonder whether or not occasionally it just being fizzed into someone's feet, which I think is what you're saying, either from further back or they're just that idea of suddenly, you know... Because they're think all set. They're yeah. all set by the time it got you there. You think he's going to go side to side, but yeah. this time he goes bang. Whereas yeah. I think Wijnaldum not, I think Wijnaldum not having played the position as often as Henderson and, mm. and maybe not playing it the same way as Henderson is maybe slightly more reluctant to, to do that. Oh, he's just gone bang ball and took the risk of losing it by the butter to, to, to see if we can be more progressive here and now. I thought Ronaldo played quite well in terms of discipline and in terms of tenacity and, and being in that game, all the attributes that you kind of need without that extra element of being able to dictate the tempo. And Liverpool's timing was off in offensive movements a lot of the time. And I thought that was because we didn't have a controller off that timing and and a controller of the rapidity of how we played or when we slowed it or when we switched them, then you hurt. The whole point of switching them is to unravel them so you can find the ball that hurts them. And we didn't do that last bit enough. Uh, I, I thought he had a good game, but I thought you also saw the difference then um, in midfield when Henderson came on. I, I didn't. I thought Milner was very good last week. I, I didn't think... I th- I thought there was a lot of effort and, and yeah, it was one of the match for West Ham for me. Yeah, but I, I think last night it was just a little bit um, too much for him. He did he did tire as well, which is uh, unlike James he did, Milner. He did tire, but I think that shows that it showed the amount of effort, effort that, that was yeah, getting yeah. pushed pushed into it. You mentioned the Hend- that when Henderson came on there, Mel very quickly. It's noticeable, for instance, is the the number of times he got on the ball um, was 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 marked. I think as a marked difference to. To everyone else, and just again the idea that he he came on and seemed to have a, a really strong sense of where everybody was and where things needed to be quite quickly. I think he get, I think he gets on the ball twenty four times in in fifteen minutes, which which is high uh, by anyone's standards. Uh, for instance, I think that if you look at I'm trying to think of a centre midfield to compare to, but I, th- I think Fernandinho got on the ball about eighty times for City against Huddersfield. So you know there's there's and that's that's playing Huddersfield minutes, at home, yeah. yeah, across ninety minutes. So twenty five times in 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 fifteen minutes tells that story, Mel. But I again, I thought that I'm intrigued by the manager's subs. Last season around this time, I felt a lot of his subs were driven by he was subbing for legs, and I think that Milner does tire. But I also think he he brings Henderson on to see the game. He brings Henderson yeah. on to see the game out. He's subbing for results rather than subbing for legs. Yeah, I think he just needed a little bit of um, authority and. Calmness with purpose in the midfield at that stage, and that's what Henderson came on and did. Give me the ball, I'm gonna get, get it, give it, go and you know m- move. Give me movement, and that's the other thing he was demanding because at times I think because of being tired by that stage of the game, it was too static, and mm. he was saying, "No, come on, yeah, I'm gonna get it, give it, go." Think of give Watford last season. So, so I remember Watford last season, after having not been that bothered through the summer that we'd sold Lucas, thinking all of a sudden, God, we could really do with Lucas, as we were flagging towards the end of that, which and we ended up not holding out for the for the win. So it's the the same the same a season later. We were in our first tough away game, um, and and he's able to bring on the the club captain. Um, and so it, that's only just occurred to me, to be honest, because all last night I was he just started him, but actually. Having seen and, and even when he does bring him on I, again, I can you can criticise them when we've won. I think it's too late, and I do think sometimes the manager annoys me sometimes by bringing players on. I would think I consider to be too late. Sometimes it's after the horse has bolted a little bit, um, but you, you can see you can see why he does it, and I and I think that um, that that having having those options, and I guess it, it, you know while while as, as I say I, I would have not been the selection I made. It's so much of a 
it, it's not like I saw the team and I was angry. It's fine, you know, it's the same. Mm. We, we've seen this midfield play well. It's, and and it, we've, we're able to choose from a selection of really good midfielders. So it's, you know, we're in a, we're in a really good place. Yeah, like uh, before the, the game, obviously, when the team comes out, there's the fact that Fabinho's not in it and there's this huge, what's he doing? Why is he not in the team? 40 million pound signing, should be playing. These are the games you buy these players for. And no, actually not. Because in that situation, people were saying, okay, if he's being used in, why isn't he at least on the bench then? That's it's crazy you... that having seen Oxlade-Chamberlain and Robertson, that we're still having these conversations. And, and herein is the rub. Say he was on the bench yesterday and Henderson was also on the bench. I'm still making that sound. I'm yeah. bringing on Henderson. Henderson knows that game, knows that place, knows that opposition knows what he's got to come on and do, has played six for Liverpool now for two seasons. He gets it. He, th- There's no struggle. He's not going to come on and start thinking, how, am I, how do I adjust to this? He mm. knows the pace. He knows, you know, coming onto a game like that at that time, what it feels like. And there's no replica for that. And... So even what was the point of putting him on the bench then if you don't bring him on in that situation, if you get what I'm saying? Mm. I, I There has to be an adjustment period. He has said himself he's playing, he has to learn a completely different system. That's it, I'm, I'm sure he's all right with and, it. Yeah, and a midfield, you know, they used to play with two midfield, uh, two deep midfielders. Yeah. He said now he's playing, you know, there's three midfielders, two who are more attacking, even as a six, you need to be mm. more offensive in, in this kind of setup. So I, I don't understand He'll want to why, play. I don't understand why people who were so desperate for Liverpool to have depth are now well, annoyed at the I fact think, that Liverpool I mean, have just depth. To, to put myself into their shoes, maybe there, there's there's a part of it. And if, if I'm giving them a little bit of, you know, a bit, a bit of leeway, these, these people who probably overreact to anything. Um, that's not giving them any leeway, is it? Uh, I think people just want to, I just want to see what it, how he fits in, I guess. I, I Like, I'm desperate to see what him. Want to see the sure, new toy. I'm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure he's desperate to play, but at the same time, like I say, I don't think, I think he'll be, he'll be understanding of why he's not, he's not in yeah. yet. And, and I think everyone, it's like I was saying about patience at the start. Everyone wants it, it all now. Yeah. And, 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 and so do we. But we, we, we have to be patient. And, and But it, it'll be winning great to see. The, winning is the most imperative thing at the yeah. moment. And the manager wants to do everything possible to win. And if doing everything possible to win means keeping the shiny new toy for when the shiny new toy is, is actually prepared and ready then I think that is what needs to happen. I think there's every chance, for instance, um, against Brighton, um, Henderson starts and Fabinho's on the bench. And if, we, if we're ahead and comfortable, mm. come 60, Fabinho will get, get himself half an hour. Uh, and that, that that's I think that's the journey that he's on. I think it's really interesting that it is Palace away. And that last week, I think there was the idea of, well, I might do... I might, I'm, you can almost imagine him picking that bench, thinking, well, I might get him 15, 20 minutes. I'll make a decision there and then on the ground. But this time it was... If I'm making this sub, it's going to be Jordan Henderson, as you say, Mel. Like he's made yeah. that he's made that decision when he's written the team out. When he's written the team sheet out and then written the bench out, he's gone. Well, I'm only going to bring Henderson on. So what's the point? Mm. I may as well do it this way around and then go from there. Um, just want to touch on something else on the bench. In the end, Mignolet ended up on it because Carius is linked away. Yeah. Uh, he does end up on the bench, doesn't he? Mignolet, Mignolet was on the bench. Yeah, Mignolet on the bench. Carius in the stands. Was Carius in the stands because he's linked away? Um, are you expecting Liverpool to retain Mignolet this season? This is. An odd one because for the longest time I expected Mignolet to be sold. Now the issue is obviously if even if Liverpool want to sell him, what are the offers coming in? Are there actually any offers? Are there solid ones? Is he turning them down? Which seems to be the <coughs> seems to have been the case as well. And so then you're in an environment. You then what you want to happen is overtaken by what is actually currently in play. Um, Mignolet won't be happy being second choice and this is not like being second choice to Loris Karius where you're thinking mm, you never know yeah it's a where you're thinking the two. enough pressure or enough aggravation um, I- I'm going to get I'm going to see my chance here or I'm going to get Premier League games he's going to get Champions League there's, there's no uncertainty here Liverpool have a very, very, very good first-choice goalkeeper who is going to play in the Champions League, in the Premier League, 
and probably only be rested for the League Cup just because, you know, we'll want to fight on all fronts here. And I don't think he will be happy with that situation at all. And he's actually, you know, we, we tend to say, oh, he's been so professional being second choice to Carrius and stuff. And actually, no, because remember the period where he came out and he was giving interviews when he when he got dropped saying, ah, I'm going to fight for my... Pl-. He, he didn't accept it. He had to actually be told, hey, listen, it's a team ethic here, not helping the guy who's... Yeah. who's come into the squad. It's it's not just about you, this is about Liverpool and all that stuff. So I, if there is an offer that suits him and the club... So the club will go... So you do think there's a chance that the club will go at least till January with Grabara as the number two keeper? That's what I'm asking you. I think that this is the issue. I, I think they may be... I'm fine with it. This is not... Yeah, you know, yeah. If, if, if they want to bring me into their conversations around this. I'll be very honest with them. Yeah, I I think if it had happened sooner, if the opportunity for Karius and Mignolet to both leave had happened sooner, Liverpool would have then thought about, okay, who can we bring in as a reply? Obviously, now that that the situation is as it is... It would have been bananas to have four keepers, wouldn't it? That's it. So when the the, the window closes... (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So... Now with the situation as it is, I think you you kind of obviously sort of have to, and but in saying that, with such a dominant number one who's going to play all the time anyway, yeah, yeah, it's a weird one. It's a, I'm, sometimes actions speak louder than words, don't they? Because it was interesting that Klopp sort of said in his kicker interview that he was on the verge of not signing Allison when people were giving Kerry a stick. That doesn't really chime with the two-year loan to Besiktas the next day, does it? Like That really seems like a little bit like somebody being bombed out to me. I, I, I honestly can't get over the, the nature of the deal. I think the nature of the deal is wild. I, yeah. I don't know how you even end up with that conversational point, to be honest with you. It really feels as though you, you've exhausted all the alternatives and someone in the end. Two-year two loan, but you've got to buy him at the end of it. How does that sound? All right, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's really it is, strange. It is odd. And there's been a number of deals... Shayla's on loan at Fulham for two years. Yeah, yeah. How old Shayla by the time that that, that, that loan finishes? <laughs> I know there's been a number of deals here. You look at it and you're thinking, what on earth? And because even... the Ings one was like it was the last second. Yeah, so it kind of made sense. We haven't got time to do the paperwork. We'll have a loan and an option to buy. But this one got ages. Don't know. I just don't understand it. it just seems like I don't know. I don't know. It seems like he's done someone's head into me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just with his comments rather than his performances. I, I think. It's a bit I think cheeky. If... If he, if there weren't any offers or or weren't anything that suited Liverpool, i.e., Liverpool with the steal would have a sell-on clause. There's the obligation to buy. There's a fact that there is a two-year loan period, and actually, if you, I, I don't know how they've worked it out that if during those two years actually gets a better offer, that might be something that's that's filtered into the equation as so well. So that, that's how you how you convince him that yeah. it's the idea. That so you you because it's not a done deal, is it? No, he yes. doesn't. He, he can. I think he the last I I I sort of gathered on it is that he'd agreed. I do right. The, cl- the clubs had obviously thrashed out the deal and and that he'd agreed, but would these things. Turkish football's wild and a laugh. I know, I know, but <laughs> you know, he could just think actually, nah, that's not it's mm. still not the best move for my career quite late on. It is a sad one in a sense, because you know, Liverpool brought this young goalkeeper in who was tipped for really big big things in, in German football, and Germany know a lot about goalkeepers. Uh, and he's had quite a turbulent two years so I hope whatever happens and wherever he does go I just hope that at the end of it we all look and think sort of like Diego Aspas where look at look at how well he's done since he's left I I like those kind of stories it just because a player doesn't work out for whatever reason and it's it's different to to players that come in like Dioff who just don't get it and yeah and have awful attitude it wasn't a case of that it was you know a, a lot of unfortunate circumstances uh, and the fact that in the end Liverpool have always needed a goalkeeper of Alisson's pedigree mm. and and now they finally have one indeed um yeah 
Turkish football is mad. I hope he goes there and has a lovely time. Uh, Adam, there is... Um, I'm ending these shows whilst we're still in this conversation by having a little bit of this conversation. Um, Palace were good. They could take points off our rivals. We said that before. Spurs, Chelsea, City, all winning this weekend. Um, yes, Huddersfield were poor, but they were very much put to the sword. And it, it was, insofar as beating Huddersfield at home feels like a win, that's filled with well, intent. But they didn't beat them last season, did they? No, so it, uh, there was that aspect. But mm. I think it was the it was the number of changes that they made, what they were bringing off the bench, and then still scoring six. That, I think, sort of grabs you... Grabs your attention. It's uh, the six, isn't it? It's like we were saying about the seven-two um, against Stoke, because Huddersfield had a bit of a pop, and City to, for City to do what they need to do, they need to be doing the six, don't they? It's like I, I think we need to be beating teams more than four um, by putting six past Huddersfield. The teams that might have thought about having a go at the Etihad, some of them will decide, nah, at, at least in their subconscious. Yeah, once the issue was playing. City and and trying to get at them and frustrating them is that once the first goal goes in, once they get the first, it becomes so much because they then okay yeah, we've now got this. We know what we're doing and and they can hurt you from every sort of element. And Benjamin Mendy, yes, has could have done without that. Yeah, yeah. has yeah. has come in like he didn't have this long term injury. Like he's the best left back in the world, and that's quite more, frustrating it, for a team. It's you like know? when Gareth Bale was, was was left back, isn't it? It's like yeah. this is not left I back. I know. <laughs> he, he, you what? You looked at City and you thought, okay, hundred points. What do they do next season that can possibly take them up a gear? And I mean, having him back at left back is is one of those things. I think he's got three assists so far, but that's. He's contributed to about five of their eight goals, even if you know it's not registered as assists. He's ridiculous because he's, he's big, strong. Isn't he? He's strong. He's bigger than I he's thought he was. <laughs> he's got variety in the balls he puts into the box. Yeah. You know, hard or uh, across or, re- but really clever. And he's big personality the, too. Like yeah. like the sort of footballing charisma I was saying about Kaito. I think yeah. Mandy's got a lot of that. He, it's just really annoying to see him doing so well because he is the left back. You know, Liverpool had looked at as well, but he'd long long made made his mind up that he was going to to Manchester City. But I think he's he he gives Guardiola so much of tactical flexibility because of how he plays that um, that's one of the main reasons Huddersfield get done so badly is because of what he offers that City squad. Uh, United drop points, Adam. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? they they were lucky that that scoreline was as close as it was because United did not look (laughs) at all that close I thought it was perfect to be honest I love I I, I love a last minute not quite (laughs) not going to be enough time to make it (laughs) 3-2 like a penalty with the last kick of the game to make it 3-2 is the time no final whistle (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't write it oh it's perfect Uh, yeah um, I thought that they weren't that good against Leicester um, Mm. and that they were pretty much the same uh, uh, against Brighton I think they, they, I don't know. They, 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 whether they win or lose, they don't look any good. They, they, they are they're, they're not nice to watch. And there's something about the Mourinho style on the Old Trafford pitch that just looks so ugly. It looks awful. They're but, just but, not Manchester United. They're not, are they? They and don't it, it looks feel horrible like there. Manchester United. Yeah. They don't play like Manchester United. They don't evoke that sense of dread like Manchester yeah. United is supposed to do. And what was so odd was how passive they were I mean they were 2-0 down they needed to go and attack the game be assertive be aggressive and they've got so much offensive like their strengths lie in their offensive players and they've got a lot of it and a lot of money pumped into the offensive area of that squad and they offered nothing really yeah Uh, I thought I I, I watched them against Leicester and I was annoyed that Leicester didn't have more of a go Um, it, it uh, even even just but before the United got the second it was uh, just I just thought there was so much there and I think as the season goes on uh, t- more teams will but because because the, what, what else are you going to do you're playing for 90 minutes they're not doing anything you may as well have a go and teams will teams will get th- things at, at Old Trafford and even they, they were good away last season weren't they? They, they they were better away than they were at home 
Um, but that's a bad sign the, the weekend. I, I think they'll still be quite good away, but that was that's a, it's, it's a really, really bad sign for them, which is great. Okay. Uh, the answer up this week, then. Thank you very much uh, to Mel and to Adam. It's in association with Reds Bet, our oh, partners at Reds Bet. I was going to say, if you, uh, this is because it, you can tell it's a good season because I've been thinking about bets. You know, like when you've got a bet that you've got in your mind. Shakiri last goals, my, my one for this season. I keep thinking, should have put that bet on. And he hasn't scored one yet. But <laughs> that's well, do try When you've got remember. a bet in your head, I think it's a good sign. You fancy that things are going to happen. <laughs> uh, thank you very much indeed to Adam and to Mel. Uh, and thank you very much indeed to Liverpool beating Crystal Palace uh, and to our partners Reds Bet throughout the course of 2018. Um, but I want to end with this I'm just going to read the tweet out from Tony Evans you'll know what it's pertaining to if you're a Liverpool supporter uh, okay regular warning about commenting on Hillsborough trials and accused on social media do not do it no matter how angry you get it is important you do not offer the de- defendants any leverage to claim they cannot get a fair trial uh, it is worth reflecting on that thinking about that the whole situation at the minute is unbelievably annoying um, and it must be absolutely scandalous for people who are very very directly affected but that from Tony there try very very hard not to comment on the Hillsborough trials or the accused on social media in any way shape or form until we get the other side of the whole of this process which has been so long in the making for so many people uh, that's been the Anfield Wrap this week thank you very much Sports Social Podcast Network